Hey guys, what's up? Thanks so much for tuning in this week for another episode of the B-Muse Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Musica. As always, we're going to analyze, review, and discuss the latest news and dive into the past regarding movies, music, video games, and much, much more. If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at B-Muse Reviews. And tune into the B-Muse Reviews Podcast each week on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and all other streaming platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, we thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below, and to hit the bell icon to receive notifications that informs you exactly when our podcast goes live, as well as all other video content. Also, be sure to visit our website at www.musicaprojects.com. There you will find all important links to our latest podcast episodes, new projects currently available, and also previews of those currently in development, along with our latest blog posts. If there's a question or a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, send them to bmusereviews at gmail.com with podcast question slash topic in the subject line. With all that out of the way, let's not waste any more time and get right to this week's news. Welcome everyone to the BMuse Reviews podcast. Alrighty, thanks everyone for tuning in again this week for another episode of the B-Muse Reviews Podcast. Let's not waste any time, let's get right to this week's topics. Our first topic today, we're going to break down some recent trailers since our last podcast episode. The first trailer being for You People. This is the upcoming comedy starring Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. The tagline for this film reads, Following a new couple and their families, who find themselves examining modern love and family dynamics amidst clashing cultures, societal expectations, and generational differences. This film is set to release on January 27th on Netflix. It looks really funny. I'm excited to see Jonah Hill back in a comedy role. The dude thrives in comedy, and he's next to a legend of comedy. The one and the only Eddie Murphy, who, if you haven't already seen his Golden Globe speech, go watch it. That was absolutely hysterical. The dude is one of a kind, and I absolutely love any chance I get to see Eddie Murphy on screen doing in a comedy, especially. And also having Nia Long, David Duchovny, Julia Louis-Dreyfus in this movie, it's really cool to see that the cast they put together is for this film, and I'm really looking forward to it. Who knows how good it'll be. We'll have to wait and see when it does come out. In less than two weeks now, it'll be out on Netflix. And if you look on IMDb, it's actually listed as a rom-com. So this will be an interesting one to check out. When it does come out, we'll definitely be sure to review it here on the podcast. In the meantime, definitely want to know your thoughts. What did you think of this trailer? Did you get a chance to see it already? Are you excited for this movie? Are you not excited for this movie? Are you a big fan of Eddie Murphy? I know I am. Let me know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And always be sure to write to us, like I said. Our next trailer is for Renfield. This movie looks absolutely bonkers. I'm here for it. Insanely creative. I love this idea. The tagline for this film reads, Dracula's henchman and inmate 
at the lunatic asylum. That's it. On IMDb, that's all it reads. This film is going to release on April 14th exclusively in theaters. It stars Nicholas Holt and the one, the only, Nicholas Cage. And I mean the only. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is absolutely one of a kind. This is a perfect, perfect role for him. And it looks like he had an absolute blast in this role. I really cannot wait to see this on the big screen. This might be one of my most anticipated movies, if not my most anticipated movie for the month of April in 2023. I gotta tell you, this looks incredibly fun, incredibly creative, and I'm here for it. Not gonna lie, in the trailer, when first watching the trailer, wasn't too sure which route it was gonna go. I'm like, oh no, like don't go Rob Zombie Monsters route. Huge fan of Rob Zombie, you know, love the guy's music. But with this film, not too sure where the tone was going. I'm like, oh no, like where's it gonna go? And honestly, halfway through the trailer, I'm like, dig. I was just already digging the vibe. I'm like, I see where they're going with this. And the Red Band trailer, if you haven't seen it already, this film pulls no punches. This is going to be absolutely bonkers to the max. I'm 100% here for it. This is my kind of film. 100% up my alley. It looks like everyone involved just had an absolute blast while working on this film. And really just hoping to see that translate on screen throughout the entire story. Looking forward to seeing what comes next. April 14th, this movie will be on the big screen, playing exclusively in theaters nationwide. Have you seen the trailer for Renfield already? If so, what did you think of it? Be sure to write to me. Let me know your thoughts. All right, and our next trailer for today ant-man and the wasp quantumania now the tagline for this film reads scott lang and hope van dyke along with hank pym and janet van dyke explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they ever thought was possible this film will release in theaters exclusively on february 17th I absolutely loved this trailer. I think they made showed a little bit too much. I didn't need to. I don't need to see a ton when it comes to trailers. I honestly prefer just to see one trailer. I'm good with it, honestly, a good teaser, a solid teaser. I don't need to see a ton. I could honestly read a tagline for a film and just go see it based on that alone. Especially if it hooks me. If it gets my interest, you know, I, it's like reading the back of a book. I don't need to read the you know first chapter, three chapters, kid, to know if I like the book or not. I'm either going to you know, get into it, I'm going to read the whole book or not, and, and be, I'm going to judge the book based on that. When it comes to movies, you know, with the trailers, you're editing, obviously, clips of the whole movie to, you know, maybe throw people off and just uh, give people, obviously, a glimpse of what they could be in, in store for. I don't need to see everything, though, and sometimes trailers may show too much, and a lot of times with these big-budget blockbuster films, especially the ones attached to the MCU, these films... They put out three to four trailers sometimes, plus all the TV spots, and sometimes they'll even, you know, release the first, like, clip or first two minutes of a movie. It's just, sometimes it's overkill, and you've seen the whole movie almost before you even get a chance to see it in theaters with a packed audience the way it's supposed to be seen. With that being said, really cool to see that MODOK is peers in this film. That's honestly something that, like I said, I I could have done without knowing. I didn't need to know that he was in this film, but 
it's cool to see that they're doing in this film. I know a few weeks ago, honestly, probably a few months ago now, yeah, definitely a few months ago here on the podcast, when we reviewed the She-Hulk series, definitely thought that uh, Modoc could appear in that series. You never know. Never know. Definitely didn't know where they were going to go with the villain arc in that series. But awesome, awesome to see that Modoc is going to appear in the quantum realm, no less. Darren Cross, it seems that it's going to be, at least that's what the rumors are, circulating that Darren Cross, the villain from the first Ant-Man film who played the Yellow Jacket, the villain Darren Cross seems to be now Modoc, which, if you don't know, stands for mental organism designed only for killing. And Kang, I mean, Jonathan Majors, the home run out of the park with the casting. I mean, it's going to be such an epic film. I'm really, really looking forward to this film. I honestly would say, besides Spider-Man, Ant-Man is hands down my favorite MCU character when it comes to the side films and their own solo films to each character. Ant-Man films are my absolute favorite. Uh, I cannot wait for this film. February 17th is just around the corner. One month away. Cannot wait. If you haven't already, be sure to check out this trailer. If you have seen this trailer already, where is your hype level? What are you anticipating for this film? Uh, what do you hope to see in this film? Are you excited to see that Modoc appears in this film? How do you think that that character will factor into the film? Be sure to write to me and let me know your thoughts. All right, and our next and final trailer today, Bo is Afraid. This film starring Joaquin Phoenix features a decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. This film will release exclusively in theaters on April 21st. Now, this is an A24 film to the max. I mean, you don't even need to have that logo anywhere on screen. A24 has just brought to life the most transcending visual cinema. And I'm here for it 100%. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I am blown away. I'm always at a loss of words sometimes when, when I see a lot of these films on the big screen. Seeing an A24 film in theaters, especially everything, everywhere, all at once, if you have not seen that film already, do yourself a favor. Watch it immediately. This film, Bo is Afraid, it honestly reminded me of everything, everywhere, all at once in terms of the just pure imagination poured into this film. They're not only visuals, but audio as well. Just the character interaction that you see in the, in the trailer. Very bizarre. At first, the first five second, five to ten seconds of the trailer, I'm like, oh, this looks like a creepy, like, horror suspense film. This looks weird. And then it turns into, like, oh, this is kind of, like, lighthearted, like, maybe, like, dark comedy. Uh, I don't know. It seems to be, like, comedy, drama... And just like maybe suspense. I'm not even sure. Like, to be honest, looks wild. I don't know how to explain this film, but it's absolutely original to the max. You definitely cannot say that this came from any sort of source material. If this, if it did, and this is a true story, that makes me even want to see. That just makes me want to see even more. To be honest, I, uh, I cannot wait to see this film. April 21st, 
it'll be exclusively in theaters if you haven't already definitely be sure to check out this trailer for Bo is afraid what are your thoughts be sure to write to me and let me know all right transitioning to our reviews now our first review today going to do a series review a series that we talked about a few weeks ago here on the podcast mythic quest now i finally got a chance to finish the entire series i'm all the way through all three seasons the third season just wrapped up about two weeks ago now if you have not already be sure to check out this show it's on apple tv absolutely hysterical this series follows the owner of a successful video game design company and his troubled staff that struggled to keep their hit game mythic quest on top absolutely hysterical show you know it's it's just overall a really enjoyable comedy series i gotta say it's refreshing to watch a comedy show that delivers consistent laughs throughout all of its episodes i mean it's now three seasons long and i can recall just laughing my ass off the entire time all throughout every episode of every season i cannot recommend this show enough if you haven't already be sure to check it out all right now transitioning to a film review or our first film review of today we're going to take a look at the film the whale this film is absolutely devastating absolutely one of the most depressing films i've seen in quite a long time this film stars brendan frazier and sadie sink and follows a reclusive morbidly obese English teacher who attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. I mean, this film will just break you. There's no other way to say it. Brendan Fraser in this film gives an unbelievable performance, one that cannot be overstated. When leaving the theater, I was really just blown away. Darren Aronofsky takes direct aim at the human emotional experience in this film. And Sadie Sink is brilliant as the daughter. Her performance, I mean, you as an audience member watching this film, you really just grow to just, you dislike this character so much because of how they treat everybody around them basically and I, I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen this film I, I don't like to go into too many spoilers I like to give everyone a chance to see the film but I just like to give my overall takes on the film but I must say in the performance that Sadie Sink gives absolutely brilliant and Brendan Fraser just delivering a once in a lifetime performance that's the best way I think I can describe it I really do hope that this man wins the Oscar it's going to be a close call. It's definitely going to be a close call. I would say between between him, Austin Butler, and Colin Farrell, I'd say is also a dark horse to win Best Actor as well. But man, Brendan Fraser, I, I really, I really think I just got to, I would have to give it to him. This film is an absolute gem. It may not be for everybody. I know it's getting some mixed reviews. The film overall, I mean, it's if I'm not mistaken, this film is based on a stage play. And when you watch it on screen, it, it does play as such because, I mean, 95% of the movie, if not more, takes all it takes place in one space. Uh, and, and there's no other there's no other setting. With that being said, 
it may feel like it drags and it may feel like oh this is uh you know not really the most entertaining film i'd say the story it's truly it's truly impactful it's it's emotional and it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't already seen it definitely be sure to see it in theaters it's still playing everywhere and if you did get a chance to see it definitely be sure to write to me and let me know your thoughts you could write to me on twitter instagram anywhere on social media you could write to me via email through the extension through our link tree and as always if you're watching on youtube be sure to comment below let me know your thoughts on the whale and all the films that we review here on the podcast always like to know what you guys thought of the films and the shows that we watch and talk about here on the podcast the whale starring brendan fraser definitely support this film if you haven't already checked it out all right and for our next film review babylon this film is a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess it traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early hollywood i gotta say i really enjoyed this film it didn't really have me hooked in the first 15 to 20 minutes it was losing me i'm not gonna lie once again supposed to half hour mark in the film the film was starting to get me from that point on the next two hours i just absolutely loved every second of this film it takes a lot of chances damien chazelle takes a lot of risks in this film and with all movies it's subjective on how you're going to feel everyone's taste is different everyone's looking for something different based on their expectations and their anticipation level and with this film it's no different in that the risks that this film takes it takes plenty of them and they're grand at times the payoff for each is definitely going to be subjective this film is one hell of a wild ride there's no other way i can put it but ultimately at the core of the film i would say it serves as damien chazelle's poignant love letter and homage to the art of cinema in general if, if you've seen the film you'll know exactly what i'm talking about at the end of the film especially you know, it's just a complete love letter to hollywood and the art of cinema overall i would definitely say to support this film see it on the big screen the score, I cannot review and talk about this movie without at least mentioning the score. I would be shocked if it's not at least nominated for an Oscar. The score of this film is phenomenal. I've been listening to it ever since I saw this film. It's fantastic. 10 out of 10 brings all the juice. A truckload of Tropicana. Just absolutely fantastic. If you haven't already, like I said, be sure to check out this film. And if you have seen it, definitely be sure to write to me. Let me know what you thought of it. All right, in our next film review today, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Now, this film's tagline reads, A joyous, emotional, heartbreaking celebration of the life and the music of Whitney Houston, one of the greatest female R&B pop vocalists of all time, tracking her journey from obscurity to musical superstardom. Naomi Aki's performance in this film is outstanding. It's sincere, it's tragic, and it's honestly nothing less than extraordinary. I gotta say, although the film 
could have been 20 to 30 minutes shorter in length it does succeed in its overall main mission in reminding us of the one and only Whitney Houston how incredible she was and everything that she gave to not only music but art and expression and you know pop culture in general society she was just truly a transcending star and a icon to the world out of all the musical biopics that we've seen released to date Bohemian Rhapsody Rocket Man Elvis and now I want to dance with somebody I think that this film would probably rank around three or four for most people this wasn't the strongest film definitely wasn't as strong as it could have been overall it is enjoyable it's worth a watch a bit long longer than it definitely needed to be i would say but overall definitely worth seeing at least one time i would say especially especially if you're a fan of whitney houston if you're a fan of whitney houston i think you're gonna absolutely love this film I mean, and I don't know anyone that's really not a fan of Whitney Houston. I don't know how you can. If you haven't already, I definitely recommend checking this film out. Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, still playing in theaters. If you have seen the film, be sure to write to me. Let me know your thoughts. All right, and our next film review today, Empire of Light. This film centers around the drama about the power of human connection during turbulent times set in an English coastal town in the early 1980s. It took me forever to see this film. I wanted to see this film weeks before I actually got a chance to go to the theater and see it. And it actually wound up being the last day it was showing at any of my local theaters. So I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to see it before I left most of the theaters around me. When it comes to this film, I would say it introduces several very heavy themes but it never fully explores any of them it kind of just it's almost like a kid when you know when they play with one toy and they immediately go to the next one and they go to the next one and they go to the next one it's like they never just play with one put it back okay go to the next one put it back very rarely at least this film does the same thing with the themes that it introduces and the kind of mini storylines. It's almost like side quests that kind of appears. And it, and it took me a while to kind of pinpoint where exactly the film was going. And it wasn't until the end, and even in the end, I, I still don't think that there was a clear, distinct main plot point. But with that said, the cinematography from Roger Deakins the one and only Roger Deakins. Always superb and just breathtaking. Captures some of the most beautiful shots. He is truly a master, Roger Deakins is, and it's always a joy to get to see any film that he's involved in on the big screen, where it belongs. I also gotta mention the score for this film as well. I know I mentioned the score for Babylon, and while I would say, at, at between ranking the two, if I had to pick, I would definitely choose Babylon over this film. This film does deliver truly an atmospheric and captivating score. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, brilliant job on the score of this film. And it really hooked me in immediately from the opening credits. 
Just a very, very well done job. I just had to add that in. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Empire of Light whenever you can. And if you did get a chance to see it, what were your thoughts? Be sure to write to me and let me know. All right, in our next film review today, Megan. Man, oh man, where to begin with this film? Uh, this film follows a robotics engineer at a toy company that decides to build a lifelike doll that begins to just completely take a life of its own. This film was an absolute blast. I had so much fun in theaters with just a packed audience. So much fun. I had no idea what to expect, really. I didn't know how good this film was going to be. Really didn't go in with any expectations. The only thing I was hearing actually was a, a pretty decent buzz though, that, you know what, this film is actually a lot of fun. It, not bad, it's not like you think at least. And while that you might have hated this film, I myself walked out feeling the exact same way. I really, really had a good time. Just wildly entertaining and a very creative film. It's really refreshing to have this much fun with a horror comedy. I absolutely love the horror comedy genre. It's very underrated and we don't get enough of those. Uh, the menu I, was done brilliantly. I thought that was wonderfully done. If you haven't already seen the menu, definitely be sure to check that film out. We reviewed it a few weeks ago here on the podcast. And as for Megan, I really cannot recommend this film enough. Bring your friends and go see it in a packed theater. Just a fun, fun movie. And one that's sure to keep you entertained from beginning to end. If you have seen Megan already, be sure to write to me. Let me know exactly what your thoughts were. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Are you excited for the sequel that just got greenlit? Heck yes, this movie got made so much money opening weekend. It already got a sequel greenlit. It's already in development. I think early 2025 is a release date Blumhouse is announcing. So <laughs> this film is making all sorts of money, all sorts of social media buzz. Definitely be sure to check it out if you haven't already. But like I said, if you have seen the film, be sure to write to me. Let me know what your thoughts were. All right, last but certainly not least, our final film review for this week's podcast. We're going to talk about Plane. Man, oh man, this movie was bad ass. I was really surprised with this film. I went in hoping this film was going to be really good, but my expectation level, that bar was set low, 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 low. Let me tell you, this film really wound up blowing me away. I gotta tell you, if you don't already know, this film follows a pilot who finds himself caught in the middle of a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a really terrible storm. And also, this the tagline doesn't mention, but on the plane, there is a there's some sort of like dangerous convict that's being escort that's being escorted by a federal agent. So that's a whole nother aspect to the mix. And then they wound up crash landing in a war zone. And you have all these cast of characters involved. This film is just pure 90s action thriller from beginning to end. It just it keeps you entertained from beginning to end. It's only an hour and 47 minutes, I believe. Short movie. Just an absolute thrill ride. A roller coaster so much fun if you haven't already you can check out my out of theater reaction for this film 
I really enjoy this movie. Gerard Butler kicked ass as Captain Torrance. And overall, this movie really surprised me. I'm hoping to see more movies like this. I really enjoy the simple concept film sometimes. It doesn't have to be crazy over the top with the visuals and the, and the concept. Sometimes, you know, it's just boots on the ground. It's just a dark, gritty, and downright brutal movie at times. I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. As long as it keeps me entertained from beginning to end. And this film does it. I cannot recommend this film enough. If you haven't already, be sure to check this film out in theaters. This is a really fun movie to see in theaters. It's a really good time. You can't go wrong with this film. You might walk out hating it. And then if you do, you can blame me. That's okay. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think I'm steering you in the wrong direction. This is a really fun time. Just go in, grab your popcorn, grab your fruit punch. If you can't have fruit punch, grab something else. I'm a fruit punch guy. I need to have my fruit punch every time I go to see a movie. It's a, it's a must. But get your snacks. Go see this film. It's a pure entertainment spectacle from beginning to end. And I just really love seeing movies like this back on the big screen. It's a breath of fresh air. And I really hope that we get more of them, especially this year in 2023. Which, speaking of, and to end this week's podcast, we are going to be counting down my most anticipated films of the year 2023 and to kick off that list at number 10 haunted mansion this film's tagline reads a single mom named gabby played by rosario dawson hires a tour guide a psychic a priest and a historian to exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited all by ghosts this film also stars danny devito Owen Wilson, Jared Leto, Tiffany Haddish, and Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota. The film is currently in post-production and is set to release on August 11th, 2023. I absolutely cannot wait for this film. When I heard this was in the works, automatically got excited. Guillermo del Toro, I know, was attached to originally direct, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He did help write the script. I know that he's still attached and credited as a screenwriter for this film. I know that he's no longer directing the film, but to know that he was still involved with the script and the cast, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota, that's just an awesome choice. Tiffany Haddish, Jared Leto, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, and Rosario Dawson as the main character of Gabby. Really looking forward to seeing this film. Haunted Mansion, hands down my favorite ride at Disney. All time, just love it. It's Halloween meets Disney. Any chance to be around the Halloween horror element, I absolutely love it. Cannot wait for this film. Like I said, releases August 11th, 2023, coming in at number 10 on our list. Coming in at number 9 on our list, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. This is the seventh entry in the long-running Mission Impossible series. The plot is kept heavily under wraps. The film is now currently in post-production and is set to release in theaters everywhere on July 14th, 2023. I myself am way behind on the Mission Impossible series. And now you might be asking, well, okay, then why do you have this so high on your list? Uh, because after seeing Top Gun Maverick, I was really reminded of how Tom Cruise just kicks ass as a action movie star on the big screen. He just does. The stunts, the levels that the guy takes it to, 
just unreal. I mean, he dials it to 11 and then some. I cannot wait for this film. I am going to definitely catch up. I'm going to rewatch all the first. I've only seen the first three Mission Impossible films. I'm going to rewatch all three of them and then catch up from there, making sure that I'm all caught up by July 14th by the time this film comes out. Absolutely cannot wait for it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 coming in at number 9 on our list. Alright, coming in at number 8 on our list, The Flash. The plot is currently unknown. The feature film obviously based on the comic book hero. Now I also did recently hear that the first trailer for this film is set to debut during the Super Bowl on Sunday, February 12th. The film is set to release in theaters everywhere on June 16th, 2023 really looking forward to this film you know even though everything going on with ezra miller all that situation and i'm just gonna leave that there michael keaton coming back as batman that's something that i never ever thought would ever happen and to get the chance to see that on the big screen hands down takes the cake for me that alone puts this movie in my top 10 for highest anticipated movies of the year hands down cannot wait to see what this film entails hearing really good things about this film it just kicks ass really good sad and you know everything that's surrounding ezra miller and all that stuff but and all the drama but regardless this film alone as cinema and as a piece of art judging it on that really looking forward to it june 16th right around the corner not far away at all and I gotta say, I'm really looking forward to seeing the first trailer during the Super Bowl. Finally gonna get a chance to see what this film is about and what it's gonna entail. Definitely think it's a good time to release it. We're gonna get many, many eyes on it. And a lot of people that grew up with Michael Keaton as their Batman are just gonna lose their minds that they don't, especially the ones that don't already know that he's coming back in that role. Couldn't be really, really cool to see a fan reaction for that one. The Flash comes in at number eight on our list. All right, coming in at number seven on our list, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. The film is set to release everywhere in theaters on May 5th, 2023. Really, really looking forward to this film. I still am slacking. I haven't seen the holiday special yet. I know you're thinking, what the heck are you waiting for? I know, I'm going to have to watch it this week. I really can't wait any longer. Especially having this movie this high on my anticipation list. I got to watch the holiday special. It's just been super, super busy, but it is on my list. I'm definitely going to try and get to it this week for sure. With that said, cannot wait to see the closing chapter of James Gunn's trilogy with the Guardians of the Galaxy crew. Really enjoy these films. Besides Ant-Man and Spider-Man, I would definitely rank the I would definitely rank this crew within the top three. Love the Guardians of the Galaxy solo movies. Anytime we see these cast of characters interact, always hysterical. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 releases exclusively in theaters on May 5th, 2023. Comes in at number 7 on our list. Coming in at number 6 on our list, Killers of the Flower Moon. This film follows the members of the Osaji tribe in the United States that are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s which sparks a major FBI investigation that involves J. Edgar Hoover. This film is directed by Martin Scorsese, and the film stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Jesse Plemons, and Brendan Fraser. I absolutely cannot wait for this film. If you've been watching and listening to the podcast for a long time, since the beginning, I 
I had this film on my most anticipated movie list of 2022. This film was originally set to come out last year, uh, but it got pushed back due to, I guess, post-production and just development issues. Now coming out sometime later this year. Still doesn't have an official release date, but it definitely is going to come out sometime later this year. Going to hold them to that, but so you never know. Something could always change. I would be shocked if this film finally doesn't come out. I'd be shocked to know if this film doesn't finally come out later this year. Looking forward to reading the book before this movie comes out as well. Killers of the Flower Moon, based on a true story, coming in at number six on our list for most anticipated movies of the year. Coming at number five on the list, Scream 6. In the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Super, super excited for this film. My favorite horror franchise all time, hands down. This film is set to release in theaters exclusively on March 10th, 2023. I cannot wait for this film. Love the concept. Scream 6 in New York. Ghostface takes Manhattan. I expect this film to be brutal. The last film really turned up the brutality, especially from the fourth one. And I expect this film to be no different. I'm really hoping, you know, some of my favorite characters from the last film uh, stick around, especially for the next one. You know, that's always part of the game and part of the fun to see who makes it out, who doesn't, who's not so lucky at a time. Some people aren't so lucky, unfortunately, in the Scream franchise. All, all the Randy fans out there know, know uh, what I'm talking about. R.I.P. Randy. Absolutely cannot wait. It's such a privilege to get to see Scream movies on the big screen. Cannot wait to check this out. Most likely going to see this multiple times in theaters. Scream 6, set to come out March 10th, 2023 coming in at number five on our list coming in at number four on the list john wick chapter four in this film john wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table but before he can earn his freedom wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes this franchise is pure awesomeness. I know that the violence and the brutality of these films in particular are not for everyone. It's certainly not everyone's cup of tea. I get that. However, I personally love them. Absolutely love these films. John Wick 1, 2, and 3. Honestly, they just get better and better and better. The first one's a classic. Definitely more of a smaller story. Just a peek behind the curtain of the grand world, the underworld, uh, if you will, in terms of what John Wick is involved in, in that whole universe. And then chapter two just kind of breaks the doors wide open. And then chapter three turns it to 11. Chapter four, I can't even imagine where they go with this film. And to know that chapter five was supposed to be, chapter four and five were, were originally scheduled to be filmed back to back, but during COVID, uh, with everything during the lockdowns and, and during the pandemic, uh, they only wound up getting to the fourth film. Uh, so hopefully, I'm hoping the fifth one's still uh, in, in the works and that's still a part of the plan, but we'll see. We will have to wait and see based on this film. Really looking forward to seeing this film, though. I absolutely love them, like I said. I saw Chapter 3 in theaters like three or four times, I'd say. Just so much fun. I cannot wait to see the next installment. John Wick is already sharpening his number two pencils. He's ready to go, and so am I. John Wick Chapter 4 is set to release in theaters on March 3rd, 2023. 
coming in at number four on our list. Coming in at number three on our list, Spaceman. This film follows Jacob Proshka, orphaned as a boy and raised in the Czech countryside by his grandparents. He overcomes the odds to become the country's first astronaut. This film doesn't have an official release date yet, but it is set to come out sometime later this year. Once I heard about this film, especially the cast that's involved, and also knowing that this is a drama and how well Adam Sandler performs in those types of roles, I really cannot wait to see what he brings to the big screen. What this film brings to the big screen, but especially what Adam Sandler brings to, to this role and his performance. Alongside Adam Sandler, the film also stars Paul Dano, Carrie Mulligan, and Kunal Nayar. Spaceman will be out later this year sometime. Absolutely cannot wait. And I gotta tell you, this could be the one. This could be the film that gets Adam Sandler the Oscar nom. Not saying it's gonna happen, but knowing it's a drama, Paul Dano being involved in it, I mean... That's just, the fact that Adam Sandler and Paul Dano are in a movie together. That, that's just that's fantastic. That's just awesome right there. But really rooting for Adam Sandler. I mean, the dude kills it in dramatic roles, and I think that he's gonna. I, I think he can really bring it in this film. Hoping for the best. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, we haven't gotten the first trailer or really anything from this film yet, besides the brief tagline. But based on all those details alone, put this at number three on my list, hands down. Coming in at number three on our list, Spaceman, coming out later this year. All right, and coming in at number two on our list, Dune Part 2. In this film, a boy becomes the messiah of nomads on a desert planet that has giant worms that protects the commodity called Spice. Spice changes people into travelers, mystics, and madmen. What price will he pay to become the new ruler of their universe? I gotta tell you... Man, the first Dune had me absolutely mesmerized. Saw it like three or four times in theaters, same as John Wick Chapter 3. Anytime a film has me just mesmerized like this, I, I gotta return to it. I, I, I One-time viewing is not enough. I just could not get enough of this film. Some films really are just simply meant to only be seen on the big screen for that experience, and I truly believe that this is one of those films. I cannot wait for the next installment of this incredible story. Denis Villeneuve, just unbelievable job bringing this epic story to life on the big screen. Dune Part 2 is set to release exclusively in theaters on November 3rd, 2023. It'll be here before we know it. Cannot wait. Dune Part 2 coming in at number 2 on our list. All right. And number one on our list for our most anticipated movie of 2023 goes to the one, the only, Oppenheimer. This is the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. I cannot wait to experience this film on an IMAX screen with a packed theater audience i absolutely cannot wait this film is going to be a true spectacle and there's really no film that i'm looking forward to more in the year 2023 than oppenheimer and of all the incredible films in the lineup set, set to release this year 
this film takes the cake. Coming in at number one on our list, directed by Christopher Nolan, this film, if you don't already know, just sit back and take this in. Directed by Christopher Nolan, this film stars Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Florence Poe, Gary Oldman, Kenneth Branagh, Rami Malek, Jack Quaid, Josh Peck, David Krumholtz, Casey Affleck, Gustav Skarsgård, and Alex Wolf. It is set to release exclusively in theaters everywhere on July 21st, 2023. This is the hands-down definition of a summer blockbuster. Be there or be square. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait to see this film. Comes in at number one on our list. Absolute, hands-down, most anticipated movie of the year 2023. So many great films set to release this year. So many honorable mentions. There are so many films that I easily could have put on this list, especially coming out in the next few months as well in early 2023. But with that being said, when it comes down to 10 films and in order, I'd say this is the definitive order for myself. Can't wait to see these 10 films and all the other great films set to release in 2023, especially the ones that catch us by surprise. But with all that being said, I'm really curious to know what are your most anticipated movies of the year 2023? If you have your own top 10 list, be sure to write to me and let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to comment below. As always, interact with me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and you can always write in via email as well. With all that said, thank you so much again for taking the time to tune in to another episode of the BMUs Reviews podcast. We'll be back in another few weeks with another episode. And in the meantime, be sure to subscribe and check out our content on YouTube. I'm currently in the process of recording and editing some more retro replays, so they'll be up on YouTube shortly. And also look out for the occasional out-of-theater reactions as well. And that just about wraps up this installment of the BMUs Reviews podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Musica. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at BMUs Reviews. And be sure to listen every week on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and all other streaming platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, leave a comment, subscribe, and hit the bell icon to receive notifications that inform you exactly when our podcast and all other videos are out. And as mentioned, be sure to visit our website, www.musicaprojects.com. There you'll find all the links to our social pages, links to our latest podcast episodes, and also be able to read our latest blog posts as well. We'll be with a new episode of the BMUs Reviews podcast, so stay tuned for more. And as always, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.